0: Well, hey, and welcome to the Gospel for Everyone podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Krismer, and I'm so glad you're here. Well, on today's episode, I get a chance to sit down with Josh and Jason to talk about the intro to this series, The Gospel for Everyone. We get to talk about why it's important to approach this text with a spirit of prayer and humility, how some of the earliest writings of Paul influence some of the earliest followers of Jesus. And if you stick around all the way till the end, you'll hear a great teaser for next week's message. Well, thanks again for joining us today. We hope you enjoy. Well, it's finally that time of year again, boys, back in
1: school. hallelujah
0: Which for all of us, I mean, for the most part, since we we get Fridays off, generally speaking. So with the exception of does Amos stay home with you, Josh,
1: on Fridays? He does stay home on Fridays.
0: So for the first time ever, I've got Friday off because generally Porter, uh, when he was in preschool, would have taken that day off with me. And we would get to hang out and go do do whatever sounded fun that day. But this past Friday was my first complete Friday off. He was in kindergarten. He started kindergarten on Thursday, which was a blast. Uh, And I had a full day to myself, so I did a little rock climbing, and I sat on the couch and read a book for the rest of the day, which was just glorious. So what'd you guys do?
2: So my kids are both have been in school for a while. I'm not like you guys anymore. I don't have the young, young youngy ones. But um, yeah, so actually, I worked on a sermon on Friday, so I'm actually... Texting and emailing Josh back and forth as I'm writing a sermon on Friday. (laughs) So that's going to be fun. That's that's coming up in a couple of weeks. You'll get to hear that one. But uh, it is school time. So that is good for the kids. It makes the whole family routine a little easier. So it is exciting in that realm. So I got a high schooler and a... What's the other one? Middle school, junior high. No, middle
1: school, fifth grade. Yeah at right Mountain Middle. Nice. Do you know like all places, like different states, it's always different. Is it middle school? Is it junior high? Like what is the... Well, here we got both, right? So you got
2: uh, elementaries go up through fourth grade, then middle school is fifth and sixth, and then junior high is seventh and eighth. So... Okay. Yeah, you'll, you'll get it figured out.
1: Yeah, because all of my kids are all at the same school. They all go um, to the same elementary school. So that poor school and staff has got <laughs> all three of the Garrett boys. And so much so that they actually called me Friday and asked me about my youngest bus route. And I said, I'm really not sure the bus route number i feel like you should know that like, i definitely don't know that <laughs> but then i made a comment I said i don't know ask their older brothers they're there they'll know who it is and they went oh he's he's one of like he's one of them <laughs> i was like yeah there's three of them with, <laughs> that's funny yeah with one more on the way mind you so yeah, yeah i do stay at home on fridays uh, it's pretty chill now with amos um, he's just hanging out at home with us Uh, i don't get a lot done because he's in the i can walk stage so we just kind of tell people how old amos is so he's 14 months i think 15 months um 14 months yeah it feels right he's just over a year i hate when people do the month thing so my bad guys he's a year old (laughs) yeah so he's uh we take naps and do the things still but our whole day is kind of revolving around him on fridays but he did just take off. So he is toddling around now. Yep, Three older brothers who he has to keep up with. And so he is running all over the place. But yeah. So for me, the best thing about school starting is I, we've been looking at this date forever for our kids of like, oh, yes, one less Bill to pay in our yeah. house, Brendan. I think uh-huh. you probably feel the same way, yeah, right? Yeah, we
0: we are free from uh, preschool payments at oh. this point. So Silas and Porter are about the same. Eh? I mean, like maybe a month or two apart, right. or something like that. Uh, and we are free. It's been and Porter went to a great preschool downtown. Yeah. He loved his time there. He actually. In his uh, kindergarten class is the daughter of the owner of the preschool. So they, they've known each other since they were like a year old, which is really cool. So they're, they're going to school together now. Um, but yeah, it's really, really nice to not have to pay that bill every month. It's, it's pretty sweet. Got one more to go. And additionally, so I, what I will say is shout out to, you know, Porter's school. He goes to a great school here in, in Prescott. Uh, and his teacher's fantastic, brand new to the school, yeah. and he has just been absolutely, and he's always loved school, he just loves that social component, right. and he's an old, only child at home, so just being able to go to school, hang out with his friends, it, even just in the first couple of days, he's had a blast, his teacher has made the world a difference when it comes to, you know, the structure of him starting kindergarten and that sort of thing, so... Uh, Yeah, it's been a really great experience for them so
1: far. Yeah, same. Our boys have had nothing but great things to say. You know, they moved to the middle of a school year uh, last year, and the school was all the teachers and staff. They've got tons of friends already, and so they've all done a really great job of, you know, making them feel welcome and at home. And so, man, we obviously shout out to the public schools here for, for what they do and those teachers.
0: Yeah, inc- incredible. Um, they do an incredible job. I will say one shout out as far as like, hey, what changes around here when the school season starts at Quad City? Like, what's what's new? What's changing? Uh, so, student ministry. Right, we talk about student ministry all the time, and uh, this year, actually, this upcoming Wednesday, which is tomorrow, if you're listening to this on on Tuesday when this episode drops, uh, student ministry kicks off. So here on the Prescott campus, our, we've got our midweek students experience, seventh through twelfth grade, and and that's right here on the Presky campus from 630 to 830. Uh, there's time of worship games, lots of fun, high energy student ministry stuff. And then there's also, you know, we care a lot about small groups, right? We think we're right. better together. So so even down to the student ministry level, we try to do that uh, on those Wednesday night experiences as well. So I don't know about you guys. I do, obviously don't have a kid in that age range, but I'm fired up about student ministry kicking yeah. off. I do. I've, yeah,
2: my kid goes. So looking forward to him starting back up. So that'll kick off Wednesday. Yeah. Uh he usually has a friend or two that he likes to drag along with him. So, uh, yeah, we're super excited about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'll be a real good time. Yeah. Hey, well, let's dive in here. This is an interesting uh, week for us when it comes to this podcast, because generally speaking, kind of the purpose of this podcast is to to spend some time on some topics that maybe we didn't quite get to in the sermon or to help answer some questions that popped up. But the reality of this week is that this is the intro. We didn't really cover uh, much of the Book of Romans. We gave a lot of context, a little bit of background. We did the who, what, where, when, why, and a little bit of the how we can engage in the next 40 weeks of this study. Uh, But really, there's not a whole ton of content we didn't get to. There are a couple of things um, that I think we've talked about that that stood out to us. Um, And one of which, Jason, I think maybe we start here. Tell me about, there was a text that we didn't quite get to in 2 Peter. Is that where we want to start today?
2: Yeah, that's good. Um, Yeah, one of the things that I did mention in the text was, or I'm sorry, in the message was there's a lot of debate that people have around the book of Romans. There's a lot of different questions, and and, uh, it can become divisive as people trying to figure out, well, what does this mean, and what does that mean, and what's he talking about? And there's a passage in 2 Peter that has always given me a bit of comfort when we're thinking about, like, why don't we know this? And I love this text. This is 2 Peter chapter 3. And and Paul, I'm sorry, Peter writes this. He says, bear in mind that the Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort. So I love it that the (laughs) Apostle Peter in our Bible says, hey, there's this guy named Paul and he's writing scripture for us. And he writes things that are hard to understand. And there are ignorant people who want to twist his words to make it say things that it doesn't really say. Mm. But the fact that Peter, who also wrote the Bible for us, says Paul writes things that are hard to understand gives me solace. That it's okay that we're going to struggle and try to figure out all of this and what it what it means. So... uh as we're looking through this, we just need to know that that's coming, that there are things that Paul writes that are hard to understand. And we're going to have to do some work, um, but we're not alone.
1: Peter felt the same way. Yeah, I think also, too, it's really cool that already he's writing that whenever Second Peter's written, that included in Scripture is already Paul's writings, yeah, right? And so it's kind of that conversation about the makeup of our Bible, all the different books, and people get what's in, what's out. But obviously for Peter already at that point, including, because when we hear the word scripture, because Paul uses that one time too, he's definitely referring to the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. right? But Peter is to the scripture and Paul's writing. So it's already seen as yeah. by the church as something that is being used as Holy scripture, yeah. which
0: is a really interesting concept for us because it's almost like practically real time within our context, right? We're a few thousand years removed, a couple thousand years removed from most of the new Testament texts, especially. But in that case, I mean, there's not that much separation. So it's an interesting thing to think about sitting here in 2022 America.
2: Yeah. i I didn't even read the last part, but to your point, it says, Paul writes the same in his letters, things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures. So, yeah, he's connecting the dots immediately that what Paul is writing in the scriptures, and and again, you're right, he's talking about the Torah for a good Jewish person. I mean, he's putting... The writings of Paul right alongside the writings of Moses and saying these are both the
1: holy word of God to us. And yeah, so it is really cool. Which I think also then, too, for us is while we why when we say we teach the scriptures and we do so in a way because we know it has the power of God to change you, but also because it's the word of God. That's been given to us. Like, we need to see Romans in that light. Like, it actually was written for us to understand, but also then to change us. Like, it is holy scripture. Like, it's just a great reminder of how powerful this book is, right? How incredible. So, it shouldn't surprise us when you read all of those philosophers and theologians that said, This is what Romans did for me. It, like, it shouldn't shock us. Yeah. And
2: that phrase, holy scriptures, I think it's only used one time in the Bible, and guess where it is? Romans chapter 1. It's literally the second verse in Romans, the gospel that he promised beforehand through the prophets in the holy scripture. So when on the Mm. binding of your Bible where it says holy Bible, that phrase actually comes from Romans chapter 1 verse 2. So we'll get into that a little bit next week, but, but that's where it comes from.
0: Yeah, I love that. And again, just uh, kind of the reality of this first week being mostly context, mostly a little bit of background, as well as our approach. I think that was most of it. Hey, how are we going to approach walking through Uh, this text specifically. Um, We actually didn't have a ton of, uh, you know, viewer questions. Anyone, you know, that was unclear because most of it was just, hey, here's what we're going to do over the next few weeks. Now, Josh and I were chatting, uh, Jason, a little bit ago when you left the room about how, hey, like, give it till week three or four. You'll have some questions. We'll be hitting some stuff. Uh, But this week we didn't. So I guess the the thing that I'm interested in, we did get one kind of comment that came in that just said Uh, um, Hey, just really looking forward to this series in Romans. And then there was this line. uh, This this person said, I thought about how this series has the potential to fulfill our mission statement, which is making more and better disciples of Jesus everywhere, always. And I thought we could talk about that a little bit, because the reality is over the next couple of weeks, especially really, I think we start next week talking about this idea uh, of the gospel, especially, right? The, the series is called The Gospel for Everyone. We see that uh, theme over and over again as Paul is explaining the gospel given to him directly by Jesus to the, the church in Rome in a very well-articulated, well-formatted Way And for us, I just want to try to have a conversation around what does that actually look like in relation to what we do here? Mm -hmm. Right. Making more and better disciples. Uh, Let's flesh that out a little bit more. What does that mean to you guys?
2: Well, the more piece is really simple, right? It, It is the part of the Great Commission. Go make disciples. So there is this expectation that we as a church. Are leveraging our lives and when I say church I mean us as individuals not and just the organization that we are leveraging our lives to help other people become disciples so uh, we we talk about the one all the time the idea of that each of us should have somebody in our life that we're building a relational connection with so that we can help them take steps to know and follow Jesus so the more peace is we want to duplicate disciples. We want to multiply disciples. We want to see everybody in our church helping somebody else um, become a disciple of Jesus.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Josh, you want to tackle better? What Man, what does it mean throughout the context of Romans to be a better disciple, to help each other grow?
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, think, I think Jason did a great job of setting this up yesterday and kind of that back end, like, hey, here's five things. And one of them was, just kind of chatting through, like joining a group, right? And he kind of gave a fun way to just go yell at him. But the serious side of that is, like, if you're just showing up on Sunday morning and you're only listening and then not being challenged by other people to actually do what you hear, then you're missing out, right? Like the, the idea for us is what we know is that more people in our midst, those of you listening, it's not a lack of knowledge, it's a lack of obedience and so the better piece is how do we actually grow because of what we heard and so what we want to say is when we say better it's not that we are doing it better than anyone else in the quad city area so that's definitely not yet but it's going by the end of this 40 whatever weeks it's growing just so you know um i think originally it was 42 weeks it's already grown but side note um uh (laughs) You should be different. Like, we should look back in a year and see a a definite change in the lives of all of those who have attended. And just kind of what Jason was saying, too, to tackle the more piece, like who, maybe that's the challenge for all of us. Who during this series are you going to bring? Who's the person that you go needs to hear, as Brendan said, the next few weeks, we're going to talk about what the gospel is. Who's the person? Who are you actually inviting to Quad City to sit next to you? to hear this message.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because again, the reality of this text, if we're doing it justice and and teaching it the way that we understand it, there's gonna be many opportunities where we articulate the gospel and, and offer an opportunity. Hey, if you've not yet responded to this good news, here's your opportunity to do so. So what that means for us, so if you're listening to this podcast, what this means to us as followers of Jesus is who do we need to have in the room those weeks, mm. right? Like who in our lives do we need to bring with us? Do we need to uh, uh, invest in relationship with them, have conversations with them and, and try to allow them to hear that good news in which we're going to articulate by going throughout this, this series? Yeah. Yeah, I
2: think the biggest takeaway, right, it's a both-and. It's not not just for people who are out, and it's not just for people who are in. It is more and better. We want people who haven't heard to hear and understand the gospel, but those who have already responded to the gospel to begin to look more like Jesus. It is what Scripture calls sanctification, that we look more like Jesus. At the end of this year, as we understand the book of Romans even more— it should cause us to look more like Jesus on the other end of this. There's a whole lot of things in here that are going to challenge some of our presuppositions about what following mm-hmm. Jesus looks like, and so we're going to have to change. It's going to change us if we give ourselves over to it, and so that's the the better piece. So it's a it's a both and.
1: Yeah, which which is what I love too, Jason saying, come expectantly, <laughs> like I. So much of it for Sunday morning, and I know, man, you've got kids, you've got stuff, you're trying to get everything ready, and it just becomes like, oh, I'm supposed to be at church on Sunday, but like coming, praying on the way, preparing yourself Saturday evening to go, God, I know the power that's in your word, and I'm coming to hear something that may radically change me, my kids, and my family's life. I'm showing up ready to do it. So I, even sillyly like I'm not going to be late. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to be in the room preparing my heart and mind to hear the message you want me to hear. And it's not just a showing up, checking it off the box. Right.
0: That's so good to you. Let's actually camp on that for just a minute. Cause I think there's this uh, idea like we, the three of us already know, and we've said this before we've talked about this as a team, we know that we're going to hit some, some texts in here that are really, really challenging, mm. right? I think that's why so many people are excited, actually, that we're kind of walking through this to try to figure out, like, hey, how do I better understand some of these issues that can be a little divisive? That was your intro for the sermon, right? This week is obviously making a fun play on, hey, we're in a good spot, so let's yeah. mix things up. Yeah. When the reality is, no, I think actually culture is probably getting more and more and more divisive. Yeah. And uh, it's it's hard to, to walk across these Uh, texts that are essentially going to cause this tension within our relationships because we're going to see things differently. And I think it circles back to this second Peter text, even um, when he says, uh, let me pull it up here. Um, His letters contain things that are hard to understand. Here's the line, which um, ignorant and unstable people distort. Right. So in my mind, when I hear that line, I think Am I that person? Am I that person that's taking this text? And I'm thinking what I I'm thinking it says what I want it to say, right? Rather than looking at the context, which we're gonna do a lot of. So what sort of things can we do as a church to come prepared to hear the word of God presented and to not immediately become alarmed or feel defensive if something pushes up against kind of our preconceived theologies, our our notions, the things that we've always believed for whatever reason?
2: Well I'll jump in. I think Josh hit the main one first. I think it's just coming with an attitude of prayer that I'm coming in spiritually ready to receive. And one of the one of the things that we talk about here a lot on our team is the posture of humility like that's a value that we hold and so the idea of coming in humility and i always say this i i think over the last few years our staff has heard it a ton i don't think and i've i've yet to figure out how i've yet to be convinced otherwise but i do not think you can offend a truly humble person like, what can you say to somebody who is truly humble that would offend them? And so I think where it is that we find ourselves getting offended by the Word of God is actually the Word of God poking at a piece of our pride. It is, it is prodding us somewhere that we need to be humbled. So I think just praying, um, getting our hearts ready to receive the Word, asking God to speak to us and then positioning ourselves in a place of humility to receive whatever it is that he has for us, even if it's not something that I've heard before or even something I want to hear, but just positioning myself with a, with a heart of humility um, to receive whatever it is that God has for us.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, I think with that kind of just piggybacking off of that too is when I think of my own life, there's a, there's a good number of things that josh in his 20s would have thought that now josh almost to his 40s doesn't think anymore because i've been challenged right Mm -hmm. i have this view and this is how i held it and then i think the idea of maturity obviously plays a piece in this but going hey maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm actually not right and being okay with that Mm -hmm. like knowing that it's It's not the end of the day if the view in which I hold is actually maybe the wrong one, you know. And so um, I I think for me it's going, we're going to walk into these texts. And even somebody who's studying and reading the Bible and doing stuff, I'm going to come across stuff that's going to push against what I know and what I hear and to be like, hey, it's – and it's okay to sit in that. Like I think for some people they're just – they're freaked out. Like, oh, no, what if if I was wrong and going – hey, I, I'm still walking with Jesus. I'm still leaning in. I'm still trying to learn more. And man, maybe God is revealing something to me that's going to change how I then do X, Y, and Z. Right. And I'd push back and I'd, I don't even know if the word wrong is the, is the right word. I think Josh
2: in his 20s, there were some things, the light came on in some areas. But as we mature, as we learn, as we grow, we're going to f- there's going to be more light exposed. Yeah. And yeah. so I think you're just getting to a place where you understand deeper and more and better as a disciple of Jesus yeah. than you did in your twenties. Um, I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And if the, I always tell people like the day you're baptized should be the, you're the most ignorant you ever should be on the day that you come to faith. Like you should you should look back when you're sixty on Josh in his forties and say, "What was that guy thinking <laughs> right if If the Holy Spirit's doing his work and chiseling stuff away, that's gonna happen every day for the rest of our lives. Mm. So yeah. any of us that think we've arrived uh the, again, that's just a lack of humility um if any of us thinks that that we've we've got it all figured out at any point before we're ten
1: days dead, right, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, I love that. And again, I think just reemphasizing that idea of, you know, approaching this and really the reality is like we're talking specifically about Romans. Mm We should be approaching with a spirit of humility anytime we open the scriptures, right? Allowing and actually probably asking the spirit to convict us in the areas in which we need to be chiseled away. Right. Um, Again, it's that work of sanctification in our lives as followers of Jesus uh, for the rest of our lives. Like this is something we should come to expect and just holding some of those things loosely uh, and asking the spirit to do that work in us throughout the course of not only just this series, but anytime we approach approach the scriptures. Um, Hey, anything else that that we want to hit on? What else stood out this week or any other notes that we didn't quite get to?
2: The one thing that I, as I was writing this, as I was thinking through this message, the one thing that that stood out to me um, was just the why. So I talked about why did Paul write this? And the thing that I don't even know if I had really understood it until I wrote this message was putting to de- together, connecting those dots that Paul had never been there and that as far as we know, no apostle had been there. And, and so Paul would go to Corinth and he'd spend two years articulating the gospel. He'd go to Philippi two or three different times preaching the gospel over and over and over to these people. He would go to Ephesus and he would preach the gospel. And so he did face to face in all of those cities something that he could not do in Rome. And so what we have in this letter that we call Romans, I think is his sermon notes. He's preaching the gospel from a distance to help them understand things that he was able to say face to face to all of these other churches. He had to do it in writing. And so again, as you're as we're reading through it and hopefully everybody will take the challenge this week to sit down and, and read the thing in a in a sitting in an hour or hour and Ten minutes or thirty-five minutes, if you're cheating, um, whatever that time looks like, that that you begin to hear it as Paul actually preaching the gospel, that it is him articulating and the way he uh, anticipates pushback. You know, he'll he'll bring up questions you didn't even know you should ask as as a rebuttal to what he's saying, and then he'll destroy your rebuttal. And I mean, that's the way this whole book goes, and so uh again for me it was just thinking through that piece of oh man he's never done that and nobody as an apostle has done that in Rome that we know of and that's what we have in this book is him explaining the
1: gospel to that to that depth yeah you know for me and this is i mean nobody else would know this but um uh as a team we talked about doing romans in October of 2021, 20, uh, so I i got to come out. I just decided to come on staff at Quad City here, and uh, we do like a two two times a year. We just get away and plan the sermon series. And so, talking through what the year is going to look like, and we get through the first half of the year, and then it's like, hey, we're going to do roman So this has been like eleven months in the making. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like a. Just we're going to do Romans and we decided that like in May. Like we've been talking about this as a team, those books that you hopefully grabbed Sunday, like they've been months in the making. Like we've been talking through sermons of Romans, doing planning and like, so for me it's like this build up, and we're finally here. Mm -hmm. And like Sunday was like, okay, we made it. We're really going to do this thing. Right. I think Mm -hmm. we've tried to talk ourselves out of it a couple of times throughout (laughs) the way, but it's been so cool. Right. Thinking through like the time and the prayer. Obviously I know, for Jason, you've been thinking through. Oh, I'm going to be doing Romans, even as you were doing other series. So, like, just that that preparedness of what we've been doing, so that we really believe God's going to use this thing to help change our people. Like, and for me, that's super exciting and also very humbling, um, and just really grateful for that. Like, again, super glad we're here, and that we we took the long road to get here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's all on on this week. Any uh, quick spoilers for next week? How can we get people hyped up about next week's sermon, Jason?
2: Well, um, we're going to talk about a Greek word called euangelion. It's the word that means good news. And I guess the teaser would be uh, Jesus was not the first and only person to have good news that he wanted to share. And so we're going to... take the idea of this good news of Jesus and uh, and put it in the context of what the people in Rome would have heard when they hear this word you euangelion. So that's the teaser for next week.
0: And that's what we call building suspense. So yeah, we'll see you then. You <laughs> well, that's a wrap on episode two of the Gospel for Everyone podcast. I hope that teaser leaves you hanging in, in anticipation for next week's message. We invite you to join us at quadcity.church for more information about how to engage next week for service times in person in Prescott or Prescott Valley or through the online experience. As always, we're so glad that you would join us in this time together and we can't wait to see you again next time.